Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, January 11th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And we're back as a, a two-man duo here on Monday after Coach handled the booth solo over the weekend. And we are going to celebrate with a two brains is better than one lineup. We've done nice. this in the past. We've had some requests to get after that again. So we're going to uh, get back into that rhythm and plan to do it at least every Monday, possibly two times a week. So stay tuned for that. We're going to work towards that towards the end of the show. In the meantime, we're going to go game by game on this eight-game slate. Coach, are you ready to rock this Monday NBA slate? I absolutely am. There, there's a lot of edge to be had with all the COVID sitting and everything else. And just fired up to have you back in here, man. It was uh, lonely this weekend, uh, <laughs> no doubt about it. So love having you in here so we can bounce some things around and some ideas. And then, uh, of course, building that We'll just call it a GPP. Uh, two brains are better than one lineup for FanDuel, uh, which which will be fun. So hopefully you and Dirk can be the two brains and uh, put the lineup together. How's that sound? Sounds <laughs> great. Great to have him uh, overlooking your shoulder. So yes. let's get into it here. Game number one is New York against Charlotte. And New York is one of the five teams on this slate involved in a back-to-back. -back. They had that 25-point loss to Denver yesterday at home. Now they go down to Charlotte. Over under here, 212 on BetUS, our presenting sponsor. And Charlotte, the four-and-a-half-point home favorites. In terms of injuries, Nilakina and Toppin continue to be out for the Knicks. Uh, no big news on the Charlotte side, one of the few teams where we can say that. So, Coach, talk to us here about game number one. Well, I mean, it's the second lowest total on the board, and so it's not really super exciting there with that 212 number. Uh, Charlotte's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. They've played some fantastic ball lately. I think they're three-and-one in their last four, and uh, they've really been tough. Uh, Knicks, like you said, on the second night of a back-to-back -back isn't going to help, especially uh, the way Tibbs plays everybody, you know, 46-and-a-half minutes. Um but real quickly, defensive efficiency doesn't spell good for the offenses either. The Knicks are in that top 10 at 9th, Charlotte 14th, and then the pace is poor. Knicks 28th, and Charlotte in the middle of the pack at 15. So not a super exciting game. Uh, I do have a value play in this game, though. Reggie Bullock has been ruled out. Alec Burks is still out. And they've been playing Austin Rivers a ton of minutes uh, off the bench. I'm presuming that he jumps into that starting role in at the two uh, and gets a lot of minutes, uh, you know, especially with you know, Barrett and Rob and uh, Randall and those guys coming off um, huge minutes last night. So uh, I like him. I like him a little bit. Uh, but, you know, this game is uh, very hard to uh, really focus in on. I mean, what do you I can't wait to get your opinion on this and then I'll turn it over to you so you can sort of talk about it. But, you know, on the Charlotte side as well, with the low total and everything else, I'm not crazy about a lot of guys. Hayward's been terrific. Rozier's been terrific. I think they're both, uh, you know, can be in your player pool, but I'm not sure that they're going to make my final cut. But the guy that I want you to share with us, because I was just blown away this weekend at LaMelo Ball. He's all of a sudden, I mean, he outplayed his brother Lonzo like nobody's business and then comes back with a monster triple-double, the youngest guy in the history of the league to get a triple-double. So my question to you is, are you going to jump on this crazy, insane LaMelo Ball bandwagon? Well, probably not in my first lineup. Maybe in a GPP, <clears throat> you know, he, they continue to price him up. He's at least 7,000 on both sites. Yeah. But yeah, 61 DraftKings points in wow. that last game. And it was the back end of a back-to-back. -back. So he's yeah. he's young. He's got the fresh legs really, really settling in. Um, just tremendous. So, uh, he, I mean, he's the only guy I would consider probably on Charlotte because of the slow pace, the defense, like you said. Um, but a little too pricey probably for my first lineup because we do have some, some solid value plays here opening up on the slate. And back on the Knicks side, I agree. It'll be interesting to see if Rivers starts. 
Unfortunately, he's priced up a little bit, around 5000 on both sites. So I would probably still lean towards Peyton on FanDuel at 5500 They still he's, haven't priced him up yet. Still haven't priced him up. And he did play 32 minutes yesterday. But, you know, this is Tibbs, so I would think he would play at least 32 minutes again. Uh, R.J. Barrett and Randall, probably a little too expensive for me uh, in this game environment. So probably Peyton, and and that's it for me in this one. Yeah, I I don't blame you. I mean, it. I I want to play Randall, but he's so expensive now; it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I you know I I can't. You know me when I when I smell split of minutes at all, I run away, and I still think they're going to have trouble getting Graham Rozier and Ball enough minutes. Now they did play all. There was a, a few minutes where all three of them were on the floor, which was sort of bizarre, but. Till they figure that out, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it, so I'm with you. Okay. Game two, we've got Memphis and Cleveland. Another yeah. 7 o'clock tip and an even lower total than that first game. This one's 205. Memphis, that's the, I think that's the lowest of the year so far. It, it very well could be. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is one of those prime scenarios for low-scoring dud. Um, <sighs> Memphis is eighth defensively. Cleveland now number one in defensive How efficiency. How about that for a five and five team that is slow? They're twenty seventh in pace. Bad. How on are offense. they five and five? I mean, you it's almost incredible. suited up for them last week. We were they were so desperate. Yeah, they probably would have been <laughs> six and four if I had. Do you, so, did you see who they signed? Yogi uh, they, Ferrell. Yeah, Yogi Ferrell. But and I he's, he's going to play. I think. I, I like Yogi's good spark plug. The problem is he's not on this slate when I checked yeah. on either yeah. site. So that sucks. Uh, we'll see what his price is when he, they uh, may add him as the day goes. Could happen. Could happen. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. If he's min price, uh, he could be worth a look here. Um, so uh, the big injury news here, we've got all the guys still out for Cleveland, love Delavadova, Garland, Exum Porter. That's why they signed Yogi Ferrell. And then we've got Colin Sexton questionable. So potential value there. But again, bad game environment. On the Memphis side, we've got John Contra still out. No other injury news that I'm seeing. So in this low total game, I'm not excited about it in general. I mean, Sexton, if he comes back, you know, he's dealing with the ankle. He's about almost 7,000 on both sites. Um, I don't know if I'll go there. On the Memphis side, I do like Melton's price on DraftKings. He's still 3,800. He got up to 22 minutes last game. There's a value play you could use. And then Clark, Brandon Clark had a real good game last one. He's settling into a rhythm as a starter, getting better minutes. You know, when he's over 30 minutes, you feel a lot better than it. Because when he was coming off the bench and getting 22 minutes, uh, it's just a little too close for comfort. But I like him on FanDuel at 5,600. So for me, again, this is probably a one-off at most as a value play. Do you see this game any differently? Well, I, you know, I, I don't. You're, you're, I think you're right on the money. There, you can make a lot of reasons why you can play certain guys in this game, but I just don't see the need for it. We have so many good games and so much value everywhere else. You know, I'll just give you a, a couple of quick comments. You know, if Sexton is playing and doesn't have any restrictions. I know he's super high priced, but he's tempting because again, all the rest of their offense is pretty much out except, you know, the bit uh, Drummond. And uh, so you got to consider that. But after that though, you know, my secret squirrel last time was Damian Dotson and he played like 38 minutes and he did really well, but this matchup is a lot tougher. It's slow. The defense is good. And I don't think you really have to go that deep. Now, Drummond uh, has been playing fantastic ball. But, uh, again, this matchup just not conducive to pay the big money like that for him or uh, even for Nance, who's a little bit more uh, respectable pricing. Now, I want to say something about Brandon Clark because I've liked him since we saw him at Summer League a couple summers ago. I just think he's a, a star in this league waiting to happen. But I'll, I have a warning here. I, I played him the last two games, and he went 8x and 7x. So beautiful. So I've watched him a lot. Here's my concern tonight. The pace of this game, Cleveland's number one defensively. They play a lot of zone. They pl- Did you see the lineup they had in on Saturday? 
You have to. They had Drummond, JaVel McGee, Larry Nance, and Thon Maker. All four guys, almost seven feet, were in there with uh, Damian Dotson. Those were the five. But the reason they're doing that is they're playing zone. That's what's slowing everybody down. And those big, huge bodies inside aren't giving up any second shots. So I think that's going to cause a lot of congestion inside for them. And on top of that, Joe Val was pulled at halftime in the last game because they had to double check his protocols. I guess they were contact tracing at the time. He's completely cleared and playing full minutes tonight. So I think that hurts Clark and the fact that that, that big monstrosity of his own Cleveland plays uh, just messes things up. I agree with you on DeAnthony Melton. We've had the circle around him to when he gets to that 28 to 30 minute threshold, he's a damn good play. And so, you know, you got, I just don't think he's quite there yet. I think he's getting close to it. Maybe next game out. Uh, if you need a big value play, he could be worth your while. But after that, because of the reasons I all uh, stated there, uh, you know, it's plus it's the first night of a back-to-back for Cleveland. So I just, I'm going to skip this game and uh, move on. One more thing about Clark. This seems like a perfect time to mention. His little floater, that like 12-footer, one-handed shot, is really amazing. I think he's maybe top five in the NBA on that shot, including with all the point guards who really practice driving into the lane and shooting that little one-handed floater. And so, you know, he might still be able to get that off against the zone. Um, Possibly. If If he posts in the middle or at the foul line, that's where you attack a zone. And my goodness, this is the NBA if they can't do it at this level. But again, you know, you're not used to having three seven footers standing there waiting for you. So yeah, that is a yeah. that is quite a zone for sure. <laughs> All right, game three, coach Milwaukee and Orlando total here two twenty four and a half. Milwaukee the nine and a half point road favorites, and we've got Giannis probable with the back. He sat out the last one on the Orlando side. Michael Carter-Williams is out, and Evan Fournier questionable, as always. So, break this one down for us. Wow, this, you know, these are two teams that are a little bit of head-scratchers for me. I mean, uh, last game was easy. You had to plug Middleton in because Giannis was out, which is always sort of one of those automatic moves. But with Giannis back, you know, that changes everything. You know, the I do like the fact that it's 224 and a half, but Milwaukee's favored by nine. And, you know, Orlando is a crazy like six and four, but they're just really not looking that great with all the injuries. I mean, they've really, you know, if they had Jonathan Isaac and and uh, uh, their point Fultz. guard, Fultz and, you know, and Fournier, none of those guys have been playing. So when you lose three of your top six rotation, that's pretty rough. So, you know, you've got nine-point favoritism with Milwaukee with arrested Giannis, which is scary. Uh, Defensive efficiency-wise, not bad, 11th and 15th. So they're, you know, combined a little bit better than average. Pace is okay. Milwaukee's down to sixth, but Orlando's 21st. So, you know, that's going to slow down a a bit of uh, the progress as well. Uh, Orlando doesn't turn it over a ton, which Milwaukee gets a ton of stuff off of defense to offense as well. So this game is is definitely troublesome for me in the fact that, you know, you want to have a little exposure. I don't want my big play up to be Giannis here, especially since he's coming off a stiff back. Who knows if they, you know, try to control his minutes a little bit. Lopez is doing okay, but splitting time with Portis. You know, Middleton, again, it's hard at his price, which is high, uh, to play him when Giannis is playing. And I really don't have a lot of faith in the whole Holiday, Augustine, DiVincenzo, Forbes group in the backcourt. There's just not enough value there for me. So I'm not looking at the Milwaukee side of it very much. Again, maybe this game blows out. Uh, It is the biggest spread on the board of all games. Then you look at the Orlando side. You know, I've gone to the well multiple times already with Cole Anthony, and he's getting minutes. He's a rookie. He's learning. He's getting better. The only problem here is Drew Holiday's a a real irritant defensively, 
And uh, Cole just can't shoot the ball, man. He just flat out can't shoot it yet. He'll develop that, I'm sure. But, man, he bricks so many shots, it just makes it really hard. And he's not dirt cheap anymore either. Uh, the only backup he has right now is Jordan Bone. And that poor guy, man, he I saw him chuck a corner three. It hit the top side of the bank board and then the shot clock, for God's sakes. And nobody touched the ball. So not really a place I want to go. You know, Fournier is supposedly uh, questionable. That affects any possibility for me to want to uh, possibly put Terrence Ross in there. Uh, I I don't want to mess with the Ennis Bacon fiasco with these this amount of, of teams in there. It always comes down to these two, Aaron Gordon and Vuk. Vuk's a monster. He's an absolute monster. Uh, but, you know, you've got... Giannis lurking in the paint, uh, Brooke Lopez, who, who gets a lot of blocks and body in the way. Uh, but Vuk's a monster. You can put him in there on in any matchup. He just he can do it all, and he's tempting. Aaron Gordon, I rostered the last game, didn't look 100% right to me. He had sat the game before. His timing seemed off a little bit. But, you know, he's also one of those guys that if you get him on the right day, he can absolutely smash a slate. Um, is Milwaukee the right day? I, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, for me in this game, it really comes down to do I want to spend up for Vuk at center? If not, is Gordon uh, a decent uh, play at power forward? If I was going to play anybody on the Milwaukee side, it would be the pay up for Giannis, and then I wouldn't play Vuk. Uh, just because he's so dominant, but I, I'm probably not going to go there, even though it's a 224 and a half total. The, the efficiency defensively, team and by position, and then the pace. Again, not my favorite game of the night. I'm I'm very similar. I don't think I'm going to pay up for Giannis. He could certainly smash here, but there's enough guys that are in that eight to nine k range. I'd rather get a couple of them instead of one Giannis here. On Orlando, Vuk certainly in play. Gordon, though, is the the key focus for me as a guy that I'm really going to think about down to the wire. I just I like his price on both sites under seven thousand. Yeah, um, there are a couple other power forwards I like on Fanduel, but he he's definitely in the mix. I like that he got 36 minutes in the last yeah. game, so he he's in the mix for me. And the one value play I will look at if Fournier is out is Bacon. Because he's only 3,700, especially on DraftKings, you get the three-point bonus. Last game, 27 minutes, got up 13 shots. And he hasn't really had a, a, a great breakout game yet with this opportunity. But if he keeps shooting 13 times a game, then you know he just needs to get hot once, get a few rebounds to, to pay off that price. So he's in the mix for me as a potential GPP play if Fournier is out. So... As, as always, uh, stay with us here. Follow the news. Um, you know, one of the advantages to membership is we are monitoring that news right down to the wire, uh, right until we give out our lineups about 25 to 30 minutes before tip-off. So if you're new to the program, there are two ways to join. Uh, might as well mention it now. You can go straight to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and pick up whichever membership you want based on length of time. We'll send you an email, get you into our Discord, and then that's where we give out our lineups. Or take advantage of the tremendous BetUS offer that's still on the table. You deposit $149 there as a first-time deposit with the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. You get to use that $149 on BetUS, and you get a free membership with us all the way until April 1st. So definitely take advantage of that if you can be a new customer to BetUS and you like the sports betting. Uh, go ahead and make that deposit and then let us know on Twitter that you've done that. You can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, Coach, game four here, the other 7 o'clock tip, is one of the games I'm, I'm more interested in here. It's Phoenix and, and the Wizards. One of the higher totals here, 229.5. Phoenix, 6.5-point favorites. And we've got the contrast in pace. Phoenix is dead last, but, of course, the Wizards are first. Yeah, And this is the only game where both teams are top 12 in offensive efficiency. So right. I think we could get one of the highest scoring games on the slate. Wizards, of course, terrible at defense. Again, they're 28th. Uh, 
And Phoenix is, is, is above average. They're seventh. But overall, I like this game environment. We've got Westbrook out and then Thomas Bryant out with the unfortunate knee injury. Yeah. So um, perfect opportunity for Beal to keep crushing it. You know, he's had three straight games with not only over 50 fantasy points on DraftKings, but over 25 field goal attempts. It's crazy. So they are running the offense through him, and he looks comfortable. Uh, he looks smooth out there. He's expensive, but uh, he, he's in play for me as a payup option. I'd rather pay up for him than Giannis today, uh, about 1000 cheaper. And then with the, with the Westbrook news, you look at these guards, Neto, Ish Smith. Unfortunately, they're both in the 4K range. So yeah. to me, they're really more potential cash plays. I just don't love those price tags. Um, you also look at the bigs with Bryant out and Lopez and Wagner are in consideration for me. Uh, one on each site. Wagner's cheaper on DraftKings. He's only 3,600. Lopez is cheaper on FanDuel. He's 3,500. Uh, after that injury, uh, Lopez got 21 minutes. Wagner got 20 in the last game. And he, yeah. he took advantage of it, coach. He had 13 and seven and he picked up six fouls. In those 20 minutes, he fouled oh out. Oh, my so, God. Uh, hack, hack, hack city, huh? Hack city. <laughs> and, you know, Wagner's the type of guy that, you know, he's got the versatility to shoot outside and, and be productive. And the, the backup bigs for Phoenix, you've got Saric out there, but no real stopper defensively. So I think Wagner is in play for me, again, on, on DraftKings. On the Phoenix side, you know, we've talked multiple shows about this split usage between Chris Paul Booker and Aiton. Yeah. But, you know, for this game, I'm, I'm starting to consider Booker finally. He's 7,600 on FanDuel. Again, fast-paced Wizards, terrible defense. I could see him stepping up here, especially after your boy Mikhail Bridges had his ceiling game last Ooh, time out. Nice. Over 30 points, 6 of 8 on three-pointers. He took uh, almost as many shots as anybody. Yeah. And... Man, he's 47% on the season now on three-pointers. Yeah. So uh, Bridges is in play at, at 5,700 on FanDuel. Um, but I, I kind of like Booker to step step up here and finally have a ceiling game. Uh, what do you think about that? I love it, man. We are dead on on this game. I mean, I, this is going to be my pay-up game. This might be my key game of the night. I want to play... Booker and Beal. And I know it's going to cost a fortune, and I get it. But if you if there's ever been a scenario where it lines up for the two guys to just be in a shootout back and forth and not be able to do too much about it, I think this is it. I mean, with Westbrook out, usage-wise, Beal is number one in the league. So, I mean, what else has to be said there? So that that gives you, you know, that side of things. Phoenix defense is decent, but it is a 230 total, and the game is at Washington. So I think you'll see that game open up, and with the pace that Washington pay, plays at, uh, I love it. So I'm with you. That that's my big news on this podcast is, and you know, I, I there's some good ones also I want to release in Discord to our members, but for this podcast for everybody. I'm paying up. I'm going with with Booker and Beal, and I'm just looking for the old-fashioned 46 points, 42-point kind of thing with the two guys just battling it out. Now, I agree with you, Mikhail Bridges. Cam Johnson also is playing really good ball. Um, you know, they're going to get shots up. What that does for me, though, is it takes away me wanting to play Paul or Aiton because now the ball's being distributed more with everybody. Uh, Aiton's not going to get anything for free. Uh, I don't want any part of the Lopez Wagner split, which I think they'll split like 24 minutes each and probably use 10 of the fouls against Aiton, just beating them up. So that eliminates that idea. Crowder hasn't done a thing since he's gone to Phoenix. So, uh, no, not even a consideration there on the Washington side after Beal, uh, you know, you're going to get Neto ish Smith. The rookie uh, Avdia that's struggling. You know, uh, the other part of the reason why I don't like the Lopez Wagner split is they will play small and let uh, Rui Hashimura play a little center as well. And then Bertans is going to come in and get a few shots. So just two, 
you know, too sp spread out that they're not enough, anybody that's going to step up enough. And, you know, it just the usage number with Beal makes him, to me, unpassable. So I'm the two super studs here and probably just going to walk away with those two and hope, uh, like I say, we have that old-fashioned head-to-head Donnybrook where they can't stop each other. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Those guys could certainly make that happen. I hope All so. Right. Let's transition to the second half of the slate here. We've got Philly and Atlanta at 7.30 Eastern. Philly on the front end of a back-to-back. -back. They're going to host Miami tomorrow. Uh, this one is a 222 total. Atlanta, the six-and-a-half-point favorites against the 7-3 and three Philly uh, team because of all these uh, absences. Yeah, so on the yeah. Philly side, we've got quite a list here. Ben Simmons, Tobias, Shake, Thibel, Poirier, Ferguson, Curry, Korkmaz, all out. That's uh, it, huh? Wow. That's it. Yeah. So you said Tobias, I, right? I did. I did. Yeah. So thankfully, yeah, thankfully Embiid is probable. Yes. So he'll come back and anchor that crew. On the Atlanta side, uh, Trey Young is probable with a right wrist issue. And yeah. then Bogdan Bogdanovich is out. Yeah. With the unfortunate knee injury. So he has a broken kneecap, for God's yeah, sakes. That is rough. And then we've got some bench guys who are likely to come back here, Fernando and uh, Tony Snell. But with all of these missing pieces for Philly, walk us through this one. I'll tell you what, man. I, I would assume Embiid's going to be the highest owned player on the slate. Let's just start right there because they don't have a whole lot after that. And so I would assume his usage is going to go through the absolute roof. Now, you know, for me, uh, yeah, I'd love to play him, but can I fit Beal, Embiid, and uh, Booker? That's going to be a test and a half. And, you know, I'm going to chew on that. And I think it's possible on FanDuel to, to make it work. DraftKings is going to be a little bit tougher. But, I mean, Embiid deserves to be the chalk. I mean, he, they're going to go to him on every big shot. You know, you can play him with Tyrese Maxey. That was the talk of the, the you know, the DFS space this weekend when he went bonkers when they didn't have even Embiid. You know, he's certainly playable uh, without question. And with Simmons and Shake being out, uh, you know, Maxey Maxi and Embiid could be a two-game, uh, two-man two, two show. And, you know, Maxey's price is really good. Um, after that, you know, Danny Green just hasn't been right. You know, maybe Mike Scott plays, uh, you know, they're just, they're scratching for people, but I think, you know, most people will start their, their roster with Maxi and Embiid and deservedly so. I mean, because of COVID, it's going to be a very, very unbalanced usage here, uh, for sure. And, Atlanta's been playing terrible basketball. I, I don't know if you noticed, they just look bad. Trey's off, their whole team's off. I think they're under 500 now. Uh, very disappointing start for a team with a bunch of, of expectations. Um, you know, do they take advantage of Philadelphia being so shorthanded? I mean, all those great defenders for Philly aren't playing. So, it does scare me. I, I'm not going to Trey at that price. I'd much rather, you know, go up a little and have Beal and Booker. But uh, I just I don't see him playing consistent enough right now. Plus, the other thing that is interesting is the ancillary players for Atlanta are chipping in more and more and more. DeAndre Hunter is now always, to me, uh, I put an eyeball on him. He's doing everything. He can shoot it. He can rebound. He, he gets some stock, <clears throat> stocks for you, <clears throat> as well as Cam Reddish. Those two guys are starting to play ball and, and make noise here. John Collins, it's tough for him sometimes to get to his value because he's so pricey. And Capella's been okay, but not overwhelming. They like to go small and play Collins at center. So for me, you know, on the Atlanta side, I just don't see it price-wise. Nobody makes sense to me. If I need an extra value guy uh, that I'm really desperate on, if 
I'm trying to fit uh, Embiid in there, you know, along with my two guards from the other game. Reddish and Hunter, Hunter and Reddish in that order would be the two value guys from this game I'm looking at. But I'm going to do everything I can to put Embiid and Maxi in there. I bet you you're going to do the same thing. That's my gut feeling. Well, you know, I think Embiid certainly makes sense. But if I can only play one Philly guy, it's going to be Maxi. He's going to be locked into every lineup on both sites. I, I like his price. Um, great situation for him, like you said, with Simmons and Tobias Harris still out. So Maxi's in for me. Embiid, uh, secondary option. Uh, I, I will consider Danny Green. He's under 5,000 on both sites. Got 36 minutes against Denver, 17 shots. Yeah. And, you know, there's just, there's not anyone else to, to really look to. That's true. I mean, it's, it's like comical, the, the names that you have to consider. The guy named Dakota and Isaiah the, Joe. Dakota Mathias, he, he was on the Mavericks roster for a while. Yeah, some of these guys are ha- were having trouble making the G League. Yeah, Let alone like starting for Philly. <laughs> it's like it's something you'd see out of a movie. This yeah. uh, this list of characters. It's really uh, hilarious. Who the heck is Paul Reed, by the way? Yeah, I mean, I know everybody in basketball. I don't know Paul Reed. Yeah, no, I had you to look... or is he the is he the water boy? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I had to look. I had to look these guys up for sure. On the Atlanta side, I, I, I'm also not going to pay up for Trey Young here with the right wrist uh, limitation. Hunter would be the guy for me. Uh, if I'm going to play one guy from Atlanta, he's, he's ahead of the list. I like that he's shooting over 40% on yeah. three-pointers, good minutes, just nice all-around game. Reddish is extremely cheap on FanDuel. I just don't trust him. Uh, he could certainly pay off that value with, with big minutes here. I'd yeah. be more interested in Herter off the bench. Um, you know, With Bogdan out, he got 33 minutes last game. Reasonable yeah. price on, on both sites. So, so he's a, he's a GPP option for me. All right, coach, uh, game f- six here. We've got the Pelicans against your Mavericks and, uh, interesting here with two top 10 defenses, uh, total here, two eighteen and a half. The Mavs are three and a half point favorites. And I'm going to let you break down the Mavs side here in a second with okay. Porzingis possibly making his debut. He's going to play. Yeah, and a lot of guys out with Kleba, Josh Richardson, DFS, and Brunson. I mean, man, we're going to have you break down the Dallas side. On There's the not Pels, much to break down. <laughs> <laughs> on the Pell side, Stephen Adams is questionable with a migraine, so Jackson Hayes could be a value play. But, uh, yeah, talk to us about Dallas here. Two good defenses in this game, low total, but the Porzingis factor. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. They haven't announced it. They haven't said it, uh, the, the amount of minutes restriction it'll have. Uh, they have officially announced on the Mavs website that he is going to play. So he's playing. He's in. My thing is, I don't see him playing more than 15 to 18 minutes. I, you know, they, they protect the living daylights out of him like nobody else. Carlisle's very, very cautious with him. And just because the Mavs are so shorthanded, he's not going to roll them out there 28 minutes or anything like that. It's just not going to happen. I, I re- refuse to believe that. So you may have a lot of people go there because, like you said, the Mavericks are decimated with this COVID protocol. But I'm not, I'm not going to touch him. I'm not going to touch him because I want to get his minutes at least in the mid-20s before I spend that kind of money for him. Now, you know, that brings us back to Luca. You know, I would love to play Luca. I've obviously chosen some other guards that I'm going to go with. I just, I'm worried about this game for the Mavs. Short, very shorthanded. Losing Maxi Kleba now to COVID as well is a huge blow for them because not only was he their defensive interior stopper, uh, he was he was hitting big threes, especially in the fourth quarter of games. I think you're going to get, you know, Luca. And Hardaway, I mean, I, I stacked the last time they played with Hardaway, Burke, and, and Luca, and it paid off like, you know, diamonds, man. It was awesome. But those guys are all going to play, going to get minutes. But now you got Porzingis' mixture, 15, 18, maybe 20 at the max minutes. 
that changes the whole process of what they're doing. They're still going to play Powell a decent amount. They'll use Bobons here and there. James Johnson's going to get minutes. Uh, Josh Green, the rookie, and Wes Awandu's going to get decent minutes. Awandu played really well defensively. Uh, I think he impressed Carlisle. He'll probably get 20 minutes. So I say all that to be said is that's still like a nine-man rotation where a lot of guys are going to get minutes. And this is a low low total game. Uh, New Orleans will, will lock it up a bit. And I just can't go up and spend any money. So I'm going to be without any Mavs in this game, uh, believe it or not. Now, on the Pelican side, uh, my favorite player on that side is Zion Williamson. I mean, this the Mavs always have trouble inside with strong guys that can that penetrate and finish it. Now, they'll, they'll try to bring guys like James Johnson in and stuff to, to beat him up a little bit. But if Adams misses the game because of the migraine and, and uh, you know, they play a little bit of Jackson Hayes there, Zion will play some center as well when they go small. And I love the increased minutes with Zion. I think he's the best play in this game. Uh, Ingram's a little too expensive for the pace. Uh, same thing, Lonzo and Bledsoe, you, I don't think you get enough kick or punch with. And um, even though the Mavs, by far best perimeter defenders in Josh Richardson and Jalen Brunson are out. Uh, that scares me a little bit. But if you've noticed, Luka's playing a little bit better defense this year. His offensive statistic numbers are down a little bit, even though they're getting better. But he's he's manning up and defending. He he played uh, some some of the best players from the other team and, and rose to the occasion. So I think he'll ha- handle himself with ball or Bledsoe, or whatever that rotation is. So I'm I'm just strictly the only guy I want to roster from this game right now because of all of the scenarios going on is Zion. I like Zion the best also from either side. He's my favorite play. like his price tag under 8000 on both sites. Jackson Hayes uh, is a potential value play at 3100 on DraftKings if he's going to yeah. start. So we'll follow the news there. One other value play on DraftKings is J.J. Redick, 3,200. And he's really been struggling, but finally got back on track last game, scored 17 points. So, you know, if you need that 3,200 uh, spot, uh, you could look there. And then with uh, with Dallas, you know, love how Burke stepped up. Uh, it was a great play for you when in that last game he took advantage of Brunson's absence. But at 4,500, I'd rather pay up for uh, Maxi uh, a little bit more on on both sites. Tyrese Maxi, that is. Right. So, don't um, make me think Maxi Kleba's. Yeah, playing. I know. I know the only Maxi <laughs> number one Maxi in your world is uh, is definitely Kleba uh, as a Dallas guy. Dirk looking over your shoulder there would be upset That's if it right. was anything different. As he's from his so. hometown, so you gotta <laughs> gotta respect it. <laughs> All right, Coach. Two games left. They are the late games, ten o'clock Eastern tip-offs. Let's start with Toronto and Portland. And before we jump in there, can I just say a couple real quick things so I don't forget at the end, mess up your game flow here. Um, DFSCoachTalk.com, come join us. This is the best time. We're getting red hot in basketball. The guys are hammering the football playoffs. uh, And golf was a real big success this weekend. We were floating around the money. We didn't put the hammer down on Sunday like I would like, but enough that we still cashed all the way around and had a really good PGA uh, weekend. So join us. And again, if you don't want to do the BetUS deal, which is the best deal ever, uh, with 149, you get the free membership until April. You don't have to go that route. You can just sign up through DFSCoachTalk.com uh, and, and uh, 149 gets you a membership all of January, February, March, all the way to April 1st. Can't beat the deal. A couple other things too. <clears throat> Really spent a lot of weekend with uh, a lot of time with members this weekend uh, talking about our process. That's really what's getting things going here is we've got our members buying into, you know, contest selection and bankroll management. I know I mentioned that every show, but it's so key. And we, we really coach to that. And it's producing winners. I mean, guys that have been going all in and playing the million millimakers and stuff are now building a, a significant bankroll 
on a daily basis with 20, 30, 40, 50% profit on a given night, just building that bankroll. So you definitely uh, you know, wanna, wanna check that out. We have a special uh, podcast with bankroll management and contest selection that you wanna check out. And then, you know, uh, Andrew mentioned earlier, and it was a great point, <clears throat> we watch these, you know, every single piece of player news throughout the day. But here's the key that I, I want to remind everybody of. We don't give the lineups out 30 minutes before lock and then shut our computers off. What, where you're, you can crush, especially in this year in the NBA, is late swap. DraftKings. FanDuel, Yahoo, all have late swap. With all of the information with COVID, with the constant questionable that some of these teams are playing like LeBron and AD are questionable every game, you know, and but all these guys being listed at questionable, you have to build your lineup accordingly so you can do some late swap and it makes sense. And then you have to follow that news. Most of this weekend, we made at least one or two player moves as the games were going on. So if you're a member, you're in Discord with us, our whole community's in there, including our pros, and anytime there's any news that breaks, we're posting it, we're making those uh, changes in, in the lineup, and that's given us a huge edge because not everybody is following that close enough to get that late swap in. And again, that's why we're in that 13% that wins consistently at DFS and not the 87% that loses. So just wanted to sort of get on my soapbox a, a bit there and let's hit these last two games. Absolutely. Two games to go. And then we're going to build that two brains better than one lineup. So a lot of fun here to get ready for this slate. And these last two games are, are attractive to me. So I'm going to let you break down this first one. It's Toronto against Portland. It's yes. the only game over 230 on uh, bet us yeah. 230 and a half. Portland, the five-point home favorites. Toronto on the front, or sorry, the back end of a back-to-back. They had that close loss to Golden State yesterday as uh, Pascal Siakam missed that buzzer beater. They lost by one, so they stick in the Pacific Northwest uh, and they travel to Portland. And in terms of the injury news, I don't think I, I wrote down anything for this game. Is that possible? Yeah, we haven't heard any rest stuff uh, for Toronto. I'll tell you, Nurse isn't that far behind Tibbs as far as right. playing his guys. Minutes. Exactly. So I don't think he's given anybody a night off, especially since uh, Lowry just had a night off two games ago. So uh, well, I think everybody's playing. All right. Well, Portland's pretty bad defensively. Are you going to trot out any of these Raptors? Well, I'll tell you, I've played more Raptors than anybody in the last three three slates. I've been uh, riding high with, you know, the three studs, well, four studs now. I think, I literally think Boucher now deserves to be mentioned in the stud category. I mean, he blocked seven or eight shots yesterday. He can shoot the three. He's getting big minutes. He is a monster. I I'm love that guy. I I held him for two years in my keeper league, the one I've been in for 41 years, and he's finally starting to pay off. And then of course the the three super studs, Siakam. They he has they have more clear outs for Siakam than anybody I've seen in the entire league. It's almost like Kawhi-ish, where they'll just clear everybody out, give him the ball, and he's basically going to either do a step back shot or try to beat the guy to the basket. And everybody else just stands and spots up. So uh, when you look at Siakam, of course, Van Vliet and Lowry and now Boucher, those guys are all in play. And you've got the largest total on the board here. Defensive efficiency, 17th and 23rd, which is terrible. Again, nurses teams have never played this bad defensively. And then here's, here's the winner, Andrew, 8th and 7th in pace. So this is going to be the highest owned game. It's a late game. People love to stack it. Now, the problem for me is I'm going to have most of my cash spent. So we'll see some of this when we build our two brains are better than one. And it's I'm going to get a little stars and scrubbish here because of that issue. So I don't know. I don't believe with the build that I'm looking at right now, I can afford Lowry Van Bleet or Siakam. If I go with Siakam, it would be in lieu of Zion, which who I really like. I think they're all great plays, 
Boucher probably is at the top of the list for me because I don't think what he's doing is going to go away. I think he's going to keep doing it well, and he's still priced really well. So I, I like that side of it. On you know, And then on the other side of the ball, the way Toronto's played defense, and it is the second night of a back-to-back for them, and Portland's rested, I mean, McCollum's been absolutely phenomenal. He's been as good as Lillard, so those two have to be considered. You know, I, I'm starting to see Covington break out of this weird funk he was in at the beginning of the year. His price is good. I think he's very playable. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have the money to spend up on Nurk. I, I think he's decent. But for me, if you can afford any of the combination – of, you know, Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, Lillard, and McCollum, you're, you're going to be, those are going to be chalky, five chalky guys. And now I got to figure out if I can fit one of them in my lineup. So are you stacking this game? Well, I probably won't stack it for my first lineup. I think you could get uh, multiple guys into a lineup. Uh, I think a full game stack would be difficult on this slate you know because McCollum is the x-factor as a shooting guard on FanDuel I mean these they're just such great options at shooting guard with Maxi, Booker, Beal and others so you know I don't know if I'll go to him today uh you know I agree with Covington he's in play you know just way way too cheap on FanDuel at 4800 yeah uh, and by the way he, he was, did he was in the low sevens last year do you remember that yeah, absolutely. Seven two seven three. Yeah, when he was in the six K range, we were getting excited and, and locking him in. Yeah, and they yeah they took forever to price him up, and so now he's way way down. So yeah. I, I like him, and you know his he is an X factor in this game because of his defensive versatility. He True. did he did guard D'Angelo Russell the other night, but I don't think they're going to use him on a guard in this one because of Siakam. I, I think Covington he'll will play, probably, he'll play Siakam. Yeah, I think he plays Siakam here. Um, so that makes me worry a little bit about Siakam. I, I probably won't go there. And watching him on those uh, those clearouts, those one on ones, they are certainly doing that a bunch and giving him yeah. the opportunity. But he doesn't look comfortable to me in the one on ones. You know, it's like he's he's moving quickly, he's driving, but he's always he's off spinning. balance a lot. He's off balance. He's not decisive enough and and getting to the rim. You know, he's just kind of learning to play one on one. He is. And the opportunity, got, though, is nuts. The opportunity is terrific. The, you know, he's got the athleticism to do it. Yeah. But you know, he hasn't gotten to that next level yet of other one-on-one players in I'm the NBA. He, he could get there very soon. Uh, but with Covington defense, I'm likely to shy away from him. And I'm curious to see who starts here for Portland because they went small last game against Golden State. Siakam started at the five. Boucher came off the bench. Lennon Baines didn't play. And Isn't that amazing? I, that's amazing. I think there's a chance that it was a, a two-game strategy here, and one of them starts you know, against Nurkic. I think you need some size. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Baines starts. Pascal Siakam goes back to the four. Um, they bring Powell off the bench. And so um, Boucher is, is interesting here because, like you said, he's a monster. Uh, he's got the the price tag where he can still smash it, but you know, 7,200 on, on FanDuel is a little bit rich for my blood. I think if, if one of those other guys is going to start, but they they really priced him up. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he could be dealing with Cantor though, when he's out there. So pretty good spot for him. But for me, I'm probably, if I'm going to play anybody from Portland, it's probably going to be Van Vliet. Um, You know, like you said, for Toronto. Sorry for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Nurse has those guys prepped to play back to backs like Tibbs, uh, sort of in a category of their own. Remember, Lowry uh, missed a game two games ago, though, so he could get the, the super extra run just yep. just to throw it out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're both going to get heavy minutes again. It's, you know, and, lot, and, and Lillard does not guard very well. Exactly. Exactly. So one of those guys is in play for me. Uh, but yeah, this this going to be a fun matchup because Toronto again now two and seven after that. I can't close believe loss. that. That's Shocking. insane. They got to get it going, and and this is. A I great knew spot the Tampa thing would mess them up, but not two and seven. They're too talented for that. Way too talented. I mean, you look at teams like Charlotte. My God, they're like six and four or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah, how five it's, and five. Yeah, nuts. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, Coach, last game, we've got Indiana and Sacramento. Uh, the other 10 o'clock tip, another good total here of 227 on BetUS. Uh, Indiana, five-and-a-half-point favorites. This is the front end of a back-to-back for them. They're going to yeah. play Golden State tomorrow. We've got T.J. McConnell out for personal reasons. And then on Sacramento, we've got Holmes questionable and Buddy Heald questionable with the ankles, uh, both of them. If Holmes is out, then Hassan Whiteside is uh, sneaking back into the picture. He got 24 minutes last game, Yeah, almost had a double-double. He's a a decent price. When he's out there, he had back-to-back did not play coach's decisions prior to that, though. Yeah. That's a concern. Just watching him on the bench, it looked funny. You know, he just had his warm-up gear on, and you could tell he had no intention or thought that he'd be going into the game. No. Uh, Pretty big fall from grace here. The guy is just uh, really inconsistent throughout his career in terms of, you know, minutes, production, and attitude. So Complete head case. Yeah. So we'll see if he he gets the start. He's in play for me. Halliburton still a good price on FanDuel at 5400. He's really stepping up, you know, with Fox at this minute minutes restriction of only 25. Yeah. Halliburton still in play for me. On the Indiana side, how about Sabonis with a 2020 game against Phoenix? He's such a monster. Oh wow, he, you know, he's, he's a pay he's up. one of my favorite guys into oh, roster in the whole him. league. Yeah. yeah, so he he's a pay up candidate for me. Also like Brogdon here a little bit. Uh, Low 8K on, on both sites. Sacramento dead last in defensive efficiency at number 30. So yeah. I think Brogdon uh, could have a strong game here. I like him a lot on this slate. You like anyone from this game? You know, I, I the guys that I like, I, I'm not going to have any cash left for. I mean, I'm with you on Sabonis and Brogdon. I think they're really, really good plays here. It does, you know, the thing I can rest on, though, is it is the first night of a back-to-back. So he may not try to extend them, extend them, because they have to play tomorrow. I'm hoping in that instance there. Um, on the Sacramento side, I just, you know, I don't trust Whiteside as far as I can throw him. I, I'm, he may get the start and may have a really good game. It's just, you know, he's on su- su- in such the doghouse with the coach. It's, it, you know, it's, it's hard to take. Um Fox, I don't want. He's not 100%, plus Brogdon's defense is tough. You know, the cheaper guys that you could go to, in my opinion here, are Halliburton and Barnes. Bagley's a little more expensive now. Those guys are at least getting some, you know, statistics and could fit financially, uh, you know, if you want to go there. But after, you know, after the two main guys that we mentioned, Sabonis and, and Brogdon, you know, I wish I could fit him in, but doesn't look like it's going to happen. After that, though, I'm <clears throat> I'm not completely thrilled. Victor Oladipo has been doing okay. Um, <clears throat> Miles Turner, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but he's just decimating the field in block shots. He leads more than double anybody in block shots with 33. He's averaging uh, four blocks a game, which is pretty pretty stout. So just wanted to throw that in there. That's part of, you know, their interior defense. Why I don't like Bagley and some of the other guys that'll be playing. So, you know, I unfortunately may come out of this game with a goose egg, but, uh, you know, I'm going to consider the guys I mentioned. All right. Excellent. Well, let's transition to our lineup building here on FanDuel. Okay. And this is going to be called the, the two brains is better than one. We've done it a couple of times. We've had fun with it and some success. And this is going to be a GPP lineup, so feel free to use it. Uh, and um, we go you back. Better start looking for the value because I'm Mr. Big Bucks today. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you lead us off. And okay. I've got a couple value plays ready to balance out your studs. So, um, and this is FanDuel. So I'm going to start out with which I think is a very reasonable $7,600 Devin Booker. Okay. I like it. And I'm going to finish out the shooting guard spot with Maxi. And I'm you just didn't you. want me to yep. take Beal on this one. I, I, if you had played Beal over Booker, you know, I would have had to adjust and deal with it. But I just don't think you can leave Maxi out of your lineup here at 5,200 on FanDuel. Okay. So we got our shooting guards locked in here. All right. Well, how uh, he's 52. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, 
you're going to get mad at me, but I'm going Joel Embiid. Okay. Yeah. I know so, that takes a possible, you know, cheap guy away, but takes a value center away. And, and, uh, um, I mean, that's, uh, that's a cornerstone of the lineup. So we'll, I think he's a 60 plus fantasy point easy tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, why not just, this is a GPP. Let's just make it a, a nice little three game, three man stack from Philly. And I'm going to put Danny green in here. I know you don't Ooh. love him, but he's 4,800 as a small forward. Okay. And you know, this is just the perfect game environment for him. Bad defense, big minutes, big shots. So I'll get I'm him in here. That's that's why this is a two brains are better because we're we're putting our noggins together to come up with the right guys. All right, how about seventy seven hundred dollar Kyle Lowry at point guard? Interesting. Okay. A little curveball, but I'm talking myself more and more into him. I don't like Lillard's D. I love the pace. I like that he's fresher. So I think he's he's going to smash. Okay. Well, I've got uh, Brogdon in my sights here, but I agree with you that the front end of the back-to-back it makes me a tiny bit concerned. Okay. Uh, he, he is going to make some lineups for me tonight, but because we've got Embiid in this lineup, I think we have to pay down at the other point guard spot. Okay. And it, it's Alfred Payton for me, 5,500. Um, I like that play. I, th- I think that's what we need here to, to get do. this lineup uh, worked out. So so Payton at 5,500. Okay, and I'm going to go cheap here and try to get the stars and scrubs going. This will put us right back in to at 73.50 per person. I'm going to go Robert Covington at just the ridiculous 4,800. Okay. Excellent. So now we've got good money to spend on those last two spots. Yeah, we do. And you're going to pretty much dictate both here. Well, I know. I'm looking (laughs) at what's going to happen if I lock in Zion. Um, Yeah. So I know you you like Zion. If we go with Zion here, we have seven. That gives us 7,000 for small forward. And RJ Barrett could go RJ Barrett. Uh, or leave money on the table and go DeAndre Hunter? I, You know, I think just from the safety of the men, I like Hunter a lot, no doubt about it. Well, you know, I mean, we have three Philly guys. It might be a good correlation to go Hunter, but I I think Barrett plays a bundle of minutes against Charlotte. That's a tough call, man. Yeah, if... uh... We well, you're, are you taking Zion, or do you want to choose one of these two guys, and I'll take Zion? It's up to you. No, I'll I'll just I'll go ahead with Zion. I'm looking back at the power forwards. If we went with Hunter, we could pay up for Siakam, but you know from from Covington. F- no, from Zion. Oh, um, but you know we're concerned about the Covington defense. So I'll just lock in Zion and let you pick the small forward. I I'm gonna I'm gonna just. Go with my inner Tibbs here and know that he's going to play Barrett 36 minutes. Okay. And just, just I think it's he's safer than Hunter, personally. Okay. I, I like Hunter, but he's safe. So that would give us uh, – this is a great lineup, man. I really like it. So we've got Lowry and Peyton, Booker and Maxey, uh, Green and Barrett, Covington, Zion, and Joel Embiid. There it Stout. is. Two might brains, just, three brains. We add Dirk in there. Three brains are better than one. Might just take take down all the money. I'm saving it right now. Five yep. hours uh, and 20 minutes before lock. So there we go. There's I'm the first one in for the money here, going for the big bucks. Yeah, and I might also make another lineup where if you pay down from center from Embiid, if there is an extreme value play that opens up, man, yeah. you could have a lot of fun paying you up. You know, paying up from Barrett. Paying up on one of the point guards. Or paying up from Green, too. Yep, exactly. Or if we want to go to Siakam from Zion. I think Zion smashes tonight, though. I really do. Yeah, I like that Like like that value. Awesome, all right. well, man. Yeah, well, that was stuff. a lot of fun. Good good work. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I uh, hope, hope this lineup works out for all of us. We can celebrate tomorrow. We'll be back, as always, for another breakdown of the NBA DFS slate. 
Do hit that like button and subscribe on YouTube for us. Hit the, hit the alert button so you know when these post. They are going to post right around lunchtime um, as, a, as a matter of course. That's our plan here. Uh, keep cranking them out so you can uh, get your lineups built and then follow us on social media for any final uh, pivots. DFS Coach Talk for all of us. You can follow Coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. I am at Language Olympic. And Shane is at DET Sports Shane. That's the crew that we've been trotting out here for our podcasts. Appreciate all of your support. You know, throughout the winter here, we're having a lot of fun, and we're just going to keep cruising along. Coach, any final thoughts? Let's get after it today. I really like the the you know base builds that we've got set up. So ready to go get it. Excellent. All right. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.